Welcome in, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here at Better Together Studios, and for the first time ever, ever, we have somebody in here with us. Dude, super special guy, too. Yeah. So we're going to welcome in our good friend, Mr. Kyle Bunyay. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> hey, dude, I thought you were going to do clapping or something like oh, that yeah. on the thing. Wow. Kyle Bunyan. There you go, dude. There you go, man. There All you go. Pre-recorded buttons. Yes. 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 <laughs> no, but this we, is, we keep it professional. Yeah. The, the, this is live though, you know, so we don't really get to edit it. So just, you know, we're, we're kind of live, but kind of not. So we don't do a lot of editing. We just do this and then we just throw it out there. You don't right? need to talk about what we do and don't do edit-wise. <laughs> yeah, okay. so watch, I was what, trouble. watch what I say. Because yeah. it's know? way too much work on the back end. You're yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly, yeah. dude. It's just easier that yes, way. A lot easier. So Kyle Bunyay, we are so excited to have you here. And, and we've known Kyle, gosh, for a super long time. Yeah. Kyle um, was just... And is still an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Came in as a um, youth leader, became a youth pastor. Um, I remember just asking Kyle, like, hey, Kyle, uh, we're going to be starting up a church. And um, the Lord's put you on our heart to be the youth pastor. What do you think? And Kyle was like, you know, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a little bit of a panic. I was 22, um, single guy. I was like, um, sure. That sounds good. How does this work? Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. And, uh, anyways, and then Kyle, um, ended up getting married. Yes. Almost seven years ago. Jeez. Seven yeah. years ago. Kaylee. So, yes. Yeah. And dude, just for fun, how did you meet Kaylee again? E-Harmony, man. That was- yeah. Shout out to our sponsors. <laughs> I'm just yeah, right. <laughs> right. That was, that was before Tinder. Thank the Lord. Um, yeah. But no, we met online. We talked for a few days, decided to meet in person and clicked like right away. So it was, it was definitely a God thing because she did not pay for the service. I paid for the service because I'm shallow. And I need mm-hmm. to see pictures of people mm-hmm. if I'm going to date them. Yeah. Just how I am. Yeah. She was like, oh, free communication weekend. I'll talk to this random dude. Yeah. It ended up working <laughs> out. It ended up working out. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool, man. It's, it's dude, honestly, it's, it's just been, a, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of joy. Now you guys have a son and, um, and now you are still continuing on in the ministry and so we just kind of want to give a second uh, or minute or however long you want just to kind of um, give you the opportunity to kind of share where you were and where you're at, you know, um, just talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, I've been, it, it's crazy to think about it in a volunteer role or a paid role. I've been in youth ministry for 10 years now, mm-hmm. um, 30 years old, just makes me sound old. A third yeah. of my life has been focused on working with students. So started out in a volunteer role um, under Jay as the youth pastor. Um, got the opportunity, as Jay was talking about, to step into a youth pastor role and kind of take on that leadership and learn a lot through failures and learned a, a little through victories. It's funny mm-hmm. how you learn more from falling. That's true. Um, 
But, you know, there was, God, that was six years I was there? Six years? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking to them because they were there with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it felt like a month. Yeah, it it, it all and it felt together. like twenty years, right? <laughs> yeah, at the same time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some weeks feel like a year. Some yes. years felt like a day. Yeah, yeah it it really changed. Um, just kind of my perception of church leadership being there, um, and then towards the end of my time there, I was. I'll I'll, I'll say what it was. I was in a really unhealthy spot. Mm-hmm. So for me. And my wife and my son, I, I had to take a step back and go, God, where do you want me to go? Because there was this opportunity to interview for a church, um, to step into their youth lead role up on the mountain. And I was like, well, I'm going to apply for it, see what it is. It was full-time. That's what I wanted to do was full-time ministry. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, um, good. I ended up not getting the job. Um, was told No not at this time, but there was something still pulling me towards um, leaving the church I was at and stepping into this new church. And and I really don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. I was just, I wrestled with God for probably two months um, because I didn't want to leave what I knew. Yeah. Um, I wanted to stay in what was comfortable, what, what I had honestly created as quote unquote easy for myself. Yeah. And, um, I was at summer camp with our students up at thousand pines and it was just made abundantly clear to me that weekend or that week, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's time to step back. It's time to readjust where you're at because at that time I had really siloed myself off, mm-hmm. um, from really any kind of outside influence other than my wife and my parents and my siblings, which is a really dangerous place to be in as -hmm. a church leader when you're not allowing anybody to speak into you except your own echo chamber. Mm -hmm. And I like that echo chamber. Cool. (laughs) That it was a very real thing for me. And I had, I had to step out. Um, I ended up going to this church, um, enrolling in their leadership training program, which was, a guy, I think it was a full year and it was every other Saturday um, just kind of learning, learning what their biblical views were on church leadership, how a leader should take charge, how a leader should honor um, what they believe theologically. So it was like this crash course in what the church is looking for in a leader. Um, And in that process, they're, they're building up people to hire. Like that is mm. their goal. They want to build from within and that's then cool. send out. That's awesome. Yeah. Is, you know, that's, that's what we're called to do is disciple right. and then yep. send. Yep. Yep. Um, so during that process, I'm the only guy that is from the mountain in oh, this wow. program. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, hey, there's 50 other people. I know none of them got yeah. through me in the deep end and said, you know, now that you've siloed off, I'm going to make it so you have to open up to complete strangers, mm-hmm. not even people you know or remotely trust. It's, hey, new person, new setting. <laughs> this church is all about being real with other people, with yeah. God, yourselves, and others. Time to be real. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really cool process. And about six months into that program, I got hired on 
um, to lead the youth at their Lake Arrowhead campus. Mm -hmm. And yeah, God's done an amazing work through that. Um, I've learned a lot, failed a lot still, um, but it's been really good. That's currently where I'm at. We're, what, two and a half months into sheltering in place. Yeah. yeah so right. we're, uh, yeah. I'm still at the church. We're still plugging away, doing awesome. all the things. That's cool, man. All right, dude. So I got to throw this out at you. A couple days ago, um, so I'm, I'm basically going through the Bible and I'm um, almost done. I'm in John's. First John um, chapter two. This kind of caught my attention. There's this verse, there's these verses, and I don't want to get like too theological deep into this, but I just kind of want to tell you what was going through my mind. And, uh, and you guys both know my mind is a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. And so working <laughs> together so much. So anyways, here you go, Kyle. You all right? Did you get it? Yeah, no, it's still there. Like I have a tickle <laughs> on the back of my throat, so I'm trying not to cough. The tickle the only starts right when you start podcasting. Right when you start a podcast, dude. It's every time, man. As soon as you get ready, you're like, oh, no, I got this crazy yep. tickle. You're knocking right. the phlegm loose is what well, you're doing. It's okay. All right. So yeah. anyways, <laughs> let's get to this question, man, because yeah. this is going to just be awesome. Just kidding. <laughs> and first, John... <laughs> First John in chapter two, it says this, um, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you little children because you've known the father. I've written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Okay, so... You guys, um, as I'm reading this, I see three different things that he's writing to. He's writing to little children, he's writing to young men, and he's writing to fathers, right? So mm-hmm. I started thinking about this, and I started asking myself, like, okay, where am I at, number one, in my walk today? Like, am I as a little child, or am I as a young man, or am I as a father? So in other words, like, am I a baby in Christ? Like, and I think right. that we all go through different stages in life, right? Sometimes we just go back to babes. Sometimes we become like those young adults and other times we're like the mature fathers. And so as I was meditating on this, I was thinking about you, Kyle, with today. And I was kind of like wondering, like, where do you feel like that you're at in your ministry? Because here's the thing is that I think that unfortunately a lot of people, and I know that Kyle, that you don't do this. And I know this um, from the beginning. And I know this all the way up until now, like you've never looked at your ministry as a stepping stone. And I think a lot of times youth pastors, they'll look at that as a stepping stone into becoming like a senior pastor. And I know from our conversations that that's not how you look at it and you've never looked at it like that. But one of the things that um, I think that unfortunately that people will do as a youth pastor, and I've known youth pastors that are in their 50s and 60s and they're still like have more energy than I did when I was in my 20s, right? Yeah. So for you, Kyle, like looking at your ministry right now, where do you feel like that you're at? Do you feel like that you're a little child, a young man, or a father? Um, in terms of where where I'm at as a youth lead, I think it I think it depends on the situation that I am in. Um, in in my environment with my other youth leads, I'm one of the oldest ones. I I've been doing this longer than most of them. Um. So in that sense, in the age sense, the literal sense, it's like, okay, I could, I feel like I give advice sometimes like that. Yeah. Um, 
but the reality is many of them, regardless of their age, have far more experience than me. So in that, I feel like I'm a young man who, who has had some successes through Christ in ministry, but there's still so much I have to learn. Um, and, and then again, there are those moments, and you were alluding to it, you kind of fluctuate sometimes. Where There are those moments where I fall short and I feel like a complete infant in the ministry and I have no idea what I'm doing. But if I had to say where I feel like I'm landing right now with where with the church I'm at and the team that I'm on, I would say I feel like I'm in that young man stage where I still look around and I go, I have so much to learn from everybody around me because they all bring something different to the table. I believe mm-hmm. there's 14 of us on this youth team across oh, all cool. of our different campuses. So, yeah. you know, there's different backgrounds, different um, worldviews, different, obviously it's all a biblical worldview, but yeah. right. how they've grown up has shaped their worldview. Um, yeah. Testimonies and everything. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that, I, I feel like I'm in that young man stage where I'm just trying to latch on to every bit of wisdom that I can um, while still discipling people myself mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm learning as I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. Cause I think it's a, I think it's a, a hard thing to think in life in general, you know, like when we think about um, like the young man stage, like one of the things that, that I was reading about with this young man like he is reminding them that they're strong. Like, you know, like he, he says here, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. And so I think like in, when you're in that young adult, young man stage, young woman stage, is that you have to stay so strong in the word of God and you have to stay so strong in the knowledge of God, stay so strong in the spirit of God, because there's so many things that can tempt you to take you away from that, you know? And I think like as a babe, you just kind of like walk as a babe. You're like, oh, great. You know, know, this is great. And then as a, as a father, you're kind of like, you've already kind of gone through it. You know, you're like, okay, you know, but as a young man, you're like in between and you could be influenced in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the best spots to be in, Mm -hmm. especially right now, you know, and where you are with your ministry and figuring all that out. It's I mean, because if, if I would expect like somebody to be like in that father stage, probably just kind of like that all-knowing guy, right? You yeah, know? <laughs> right. Like they've been a pastor for seventy years, and right. You know, and, I remember back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's almost like I feel like the best transition for going into that father stage is like almost kind of turning into an encourager, mm. you know, mm. or just somebody there to give advice and. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you can't do that in any of those other stages, but right, just having all that wisdom and experience, like yeah. like Kyle's talking about, you know, just being able to pass that on. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, man, Kyle, what a uh, what a crazy uh, little ride that you've had for the past couple of years, huh? Yeah, it's been it's it's been full of challenges. Um, yeah, just leaving a church that I loved, stepping into a church that I feel like I was called to. Um, experiencing disappointment, experiencing, you know, joy and pain and sadness and victory and all these things. And even in the last guy, three months, the amount of ministry work that's been done that we've learned from collectively mm-hmm. has just been crazy. This churches have learned years worth of knowledge in how to spread the gospel widely in two and a half months. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it's, it's just crazy how quick, God uses certain things to teach us 
and how much we can learn in a short amount of time and how much we can experience in a short amount of time. Yeah, how let's talk about that. How has your church or um, you know, even just the youth leadership team, how have you guys come together and handled this situation? And one thing that I feel like I can't get enough of hearing about is where students are right now mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. they're feeling. Yeah. You know, like we got our cousin in today and it was just awesome just to ask her what have you been up to? Like, what are you thinking about all this? You yeah, know, and right. just hearing the mind of these students right, right. now. Well, and like last week we were going to do, you were going to be on here last week, but then you end up doing like a the, senior yeah, dedication, graduation. You know, like graduation thing. And yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Good question. Yeah. So when all of this hit, it was very much like, Hey, stop and pivot right now. Like, yeah. You don't get time to think this through. You don't get time to process it's we're closed. Like we're sheltering in place. The order's been given. We're, we're honoring the leadership that God's put in front of us to lead us during this time. So we're going to do that to the best of our ability. And we're going to honor what, you know, the state asked us to do. And that was, that was to close um, the doors of the church. But I can't speak enough about our youth network pastor who really took the lead on all of that. You're trying to wrangle 11 different campuses, um, and guide their youth ministry, their youth leads through this time. And him and his staff um, were able to throw together, and not even, when I say throw together, I'm not saying quality-wise. I'm saying how quick they were able to put together quality um, content for students where it still met them where they were at, and we were still able to minister and reach students, but to do it so quickly and almost forget what you knew and pivoting to this new, this Mm. new model. They had us in the studio recording things the next week. Like that's awesome. We need to hit the ground and go. And Mm -hmm. they had, they had a whole list of videos we were shooting. So a lot of the content that we put up on YouTube or that we're weaving into our midweek messages, a lot of this was shot two months ago. Oh, wow. So we're still shooting a lot as we go. Yeah. But we have these things in the can. So we're not, you know, nose to the grindstone, right. stressed out yeah. every single week. Um, That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. So, so his leadership during this time was huge. And then you factor in, you know, 14 different people on the youth staff and 14 different personalities, 14 different skill sets. Everybody has brought something different to the table to minister to students because now it's not that I'm just reaching Lake Arrowhead students. Yeah. You know, they're not just reaching Riverside students or San Bernardino students. We are all working together to reach students in the Inland Empire Mm -hmm. now. So while we still have our small groups that we're leading every week on, you know, these, these video calling platforms, when we're giving our message or giving a testimony or playing a game, we're not just doing it for our students that we know, right? We're God's had to shift our perspective where, right. We're not just focused on Interesting. the 30 up here. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's all 800 students from our campuses need to be spoken to during this time, need to have words of wisdom spoken over them, need to be prayed for. And we've all been called to do that. So it's just been awesome to see God kind of weave together this tapestry of skills to make youth ministry work for our church um, during this stretch. And honestly, I don't know if I could have, 
gotten through this season without all of those individuals and what they brought yeah. to the table. Mm. Um, I think that's been the biggest lesson in all of this. Um, in coming to the church I'm at and stepping into this youth team is if you're out there trying to do ministry alone, mm-hmm. whether you're on a church team or not, if you feel like you're alone in that, it's going to burn you out and you're going to quit. Yep. Yep. Plain and simple. Yep. Definitely uh, can vouch for that. <laughs> yep. It, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. So, mm. you know, that that's probably my biggest encouragement is if you are in that spot right now where you feel like, man, I don't have a team around me. Maybe you feel like I don't have the support of my head pastor, associate pastor, board, whatever it is. One, go to your church and say, hey, I, I want to change this. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to be part of a team. I want to be part of a, a body that's all moving in one direction. And I yeah. feel like we've siloed off beyond that. Get plugged into a group of people that can look at what you're doing from a 5,000 foot level mm-hmm. from a top down level and evaluate and, and give you honest feedback. Yeah. Because that's so important because those people that can take a step back from our lives and say, they're not super emotally invested, right? I'm not talking mm-hmm. about our spouses or, right. or parents. I'm talking yeah, right. about kind of outside of your circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who can honestly remove the emotion and say, this is where I see you. Yeah. This is where I see you're at. And then you have to be willing to listen. Yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. the hardest yeah. part of all yeah. of it is being willing to yep. listen. Um, I was just reading that today, like in um, business of honor, you know, yeah. and, and uh, um, one of the, one of the biggest things is, it, um, that he's sharing about right now is being able to um, like get reviews in a sense, you know, and like, like be okay with the feedback that you're going to get and, um, and be willing to accept it. Like if it's genuine, you know, like if the people yeah. are, are being honest with you, honoring you, you know, and like it's almost as a sense of honor. Like when people give you feedback and it's a sense of honor when you even ask for feedback, you know, like, Hey, in this situation in my life, you know, um, what do you see? How do you think I can improve? And am I improving? You know, and, and then you have to be willing to accept it, which is probably one. I think the first step is to ask, which is really difficult. And the second step is to receive it and, um, and not get all, you know, mad, angry. You know, I think that all of us kind of like at first, I think your initial at first, you're kind of like, Oh, you get hurt or disappointed or angry or whatever man emotion you want to feel or, or, you know, um, whatever emotion that comes through. I think at first it's usually like that, like almost like a sense of rejection. But if the people are being open and honest with you and you want to have those people around you that are not just going to be plotting you, but they're also going to be, uh, I mean, cause you want the plotting as well, right? You want the yeah. encouragement, but you also want that like um, critique in a sense. So I think that's awesome, dude. That's great advice. Yeah. It, and the best part, I think about, you know, having those relationships is, is you're challenging one another to be better. It's mm-hmm. iron, iron sharpening iron. It's right. not, it's not like I'm trying to mold you and shape you into something because that's God's, that's God's job yeah. Yeah. to mold you and shape you. But what I can do is I can kind of help make sure you're in the right spot. Hold yeah. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. For, for God to do his work. If I, if I see you taking one step to the left or to the right, like that's what we're called to do is to, mm-hmm. is to help guide one another, to remove the rocks from each other's footpath. Yeah. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the question that always comes up at our church and how we ask and how we do that is, how are you experiencing me? Mm-hmm. You know, during this season or during this time, how are you experiencing me? Because it, it gives that person total freedom mm-hmm. to either build you up right. and, and give you that encouragement or yeah. to be you know, honest with you and give you that constructive criticism and say, you know, in all honesty, this is how I'm experiencing you during this season. And it yeah. gives, it opens the door for honest discussion because maybe you're not in a spot where you're communicating your thoughts or feelings well to the others around you and they're experiencing you in a completely negative way, but you're not intending that. That's just right. what's coming mm. off of you. Yeah. Um, so it, it gives you that chance of correction when you, when you open yourself up to actually being led. Yeah. Um, even as a leader. Right. Right. That's awesome. So you guys, do you guys have those type of conversations like monthly or is that something that you guys do on the norm? That's almost every week with wow. my campus. That's pastor. awesome. Um, we have weekly one-on-ones, um, you know, where we talk about where are you at? You know, yeah. how, how, what was a victory this week? What was something you feel like you struggled in? Um, where can I be praying for? Like these, are, these are weekly conversations, not only with my campus pastor, but then it's biweekly with my youth network pastor. So there's multiple leaders pouring into the staff at this church cool. from multiple angles. That's where it's awesome, not just dude. One voice you're hearing over and over. Yeah, again. right. That's awesome, dude. I love that, man. Yeah, that's really great. So, Kyle, dude, you know we've we uh, we've talked in the past about just different ministries that you've wanted to be involved in. And one thing that you really wanted to be involved in was the gaming ministry and where you set up your Twitch channel and you'd be playing the games and just using that as a way to connect another way to connect to the youth. And I love that. So what what have you been up to with that? Yeah. So that actually ended up, I was doing that on a, uh, my private Twitch channel. Um, and I ended up having to put that to the side while I was going through this leadership school. You know, it was every other Saturday, there was homework, there was journals, there was things to do. Um, and I felt like I was giving up time away from my wife and kid to do this work. And not that it was bad work, like the heart was to reach people with the love of Christ. But the reality was, if I'm not leading my family well, if I'm not doing the things that God has given to me up front. Well, I'm not going to do the rest of what he's called me to do. Right. Yep. So I actually ended up having to put that on the back burner and walk away from it. Um, when sheltering in place hit and the coronavirus came around and we all had to readjust what we were doing, everything went digital. Everything went digital. Right. Um, whether it was Facebook watch parties or YouTube channels or Instagram TV, like churches yeah. went every direction. They went omni-channel to yeah. try to yeah. <laughs> be <laughs> channel, as right, many man. places as possible. Yes. Right. Um, and one of the things that myself and another youth lead threw out there was, hey, there are multiple platforms where our students are engaging on a daily basis, not just a weekly basis on a daily basis where these content creators are streaming live to them while they're playing video games. And our youth network pastor, as soon as he heard it, he said, do it, Mm. do it. Both of you go for it. Um, I trust you guys run with it. So it's just funny how when I first started, you know, streaming, streaming while doing ministry, 
it felt very much like a hobby where I was just kind of learning as I'm going and you build up just a small skill set, small technical know how to do it all. And then God's like, okay, we're going to put that on the back burner. And I went, okay, that's awesome. I, I I need to redirect anyway, but it's just amazing how God brings something back around and says, Hey, remember when you were doing this and developing this skill, now is the time to use it. Yeah. Um, and it, it became something for me where it was just kind of that eye opening thing of God's always got a plan going yeah. on in the background. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so because weird. we're so eyes forward on God. What's next? What's next? What's right. next? Yeah. And it's like, no, this is a 360 degree view <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're doing that now. I'm actually going to be going on this afternoon to stream. We're doing it once a week. It's nothing too crazy, but what it does is it just op- opens the door for an opportunity for a student. Um, because let's be honest, video game culture in and of itself is still very much looked down on. And these students are yeah. still very much kind of like on the outside looking in socially yeah. for the most part, it's becoming yeah. more mainstream, but right, right. It, it gives those students who feel like they're on the outside a community to be a part of, and it opens the door for discipleship for them mm-hmm. in, in a platform and in a place where they feel comfortable. Yeah. It's meeting them where they're at. And I think that's, what's so key Love that. with yeah. youth ministry, whatever it is, whatever your students are into, whether it's sports or TikTok or yeah. video games, whatever it is, man, do your best, do your best to build a team around you. If you're, if you're a youth pastor that's out there by yourself, volunteers recruit as many volunteers from as many different backgrounds as possible because students are everywhere. And if you really want your youth ministry to have the reach that, you know, God desires is that all of our students would hear the gospel. You need to diversify your team. Yeah. And that's, what's been huge. I am not a TikTok person, but we have two, we have two, (laughs) we have two youth staff that, kill it on TikTok. Oh, that's cool. So when I have students that I see are all about it, I go, Hey, go throw these two a follow. Yeah. Because it's, it's clean content that I can pack as a youth. Right. And I can trust that they're not getting negative content. Right. Right. And it's just that it's that. It's cool. You guys have all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So we saw that you were down yesterday in San Bernardino cleaning up. Um, and, uh, so we know that, that you have your job up here. And you have your other job up here. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> some call that double anointing and some call that bivocational. Let's go with bivocational. <laughs> so I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. If you're anointed know. for this other one, <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so what were you doing that with? Were you doing that with the church or were you doing that with your job? Or um, So it was, it was with the church. Um, Sunday night when all the writing was going on, was that Sunday? That was Sunday night. Yeah. Um, when the protests turned into riots, mm-hmm. our San Bernardino campus pastor got on Facebook and started, you know, putting up videos of encouragement, you know, encouraging people to slow down, encouraging people to stop, encouraging people to treat one another with love. Uh, unfortunately, the riots kind of went on all throughout the night. And then the next day, um, that's when the work began. You know, he rallied a lot of our staff from all campuses and said, hey, we need help. Like, yeah. this is a mess down here. Um, it would be great if you guys could be here. So <clears throat> my campus pastor and myself 
we were the only ones on site yesterday when the text message went out. So it was like, hey, what do you got going on today? Can you pivot and go down with me? So I was like, yeah, let's, let's go do it. That's cool. Um, and, you know, a lot of it was done at that point. By the time we got down, we were able to help a couple of businesses out. Um, but the bigger businesses... They didn't want us to come in and help one for liability reasons too. They were yeah. waiting for their insurance adjusters. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause they got to take pictures. They got to get all that. Yeah. So we, mm-hmm. we were just like, okay, let's, let's go try to find these mom and pop shops. Well, talking to locals, a lot of those mom and pop shops were up at 4am because they knew they don't have the insurance backing mm-hmm. that, you know, a big five does right. or, yeah. you know, these big stores. So, we were just kind of driving around San Bernardino evaluating where we could help yeah. and what we could help out with. So we ended up helping out a couple of places. Um, but yeah, it, it was just cool to see God's people rally with a community that is hurting. Even before all of this, San Bernardino is not a wealthy city. It's right. not a safe city. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's got, it's got a it's lot like of a problems. Top, top 10 in crime oh, in really? the United States. I thought it was like the number one happy uh, place <laughs> to live and uh, safest place. And uh, <laughs> may seem that way being up here on the mountain. <laughs> Dude. Uh, but seriously, isn't life like that though? You know, it's like you uh, go into where you think that you're going to be for just a little bit. Next thing you know, you're off doing something else. Next thing you know, God's sending you somewhere else. Next thing you know, you're having like this conversation with somebody that you never would have expected to have. Next thing you know, you're, um, you know, cleaning up a, a, a shop, a mom and pop shop. You know, next thing you know, I mean, it's just like, that's how life is. It seems like when you're walking with God, like he, um, he asks you first off in the morning, like, hey, are you opening to listening to me today? You know, are you opening to follow what I want you to do today? And if you answer yes, then you have no idea what's going to happen for the rest of the day because God has all kinds of cool plans for us, you know, and that's why we give him our plans each morning, you know, and say, okay, Lord, this is what I think I'm going to do, but whatever you want to be done, you know, your will be done, right? And so I think that's awesome, Kyle, that that you did that and that you're doing that and that you're doing that in life, dude. I mean, I'm honestly listening to... um I wish that we had more time to talk just about your whole life because there's so much more that I would like to share and that I'd like to say, but I can tell you this, man, is that I think that it's been a joy watching you. It's been a joy, um, watching God moving you, watching you listen, watching you even struggle to listen, watching you through each one of these things. The maturity that I've seen come out of you is just amazing. I mean, you're amazing pastor, you're an amazing speaker. You have just the deepest love that God has poured out on somebody and you're just using that. And I just, um, just want to applaud you to because I think it really is an awesome thing. And it, and it's been a joy to, to see all that happen. It really has, ma'am. And I say that with all sincerity. I appreciate that. And, and I know this is going to sound very stereotypical, but if any of that was me, it would look a lot uglier. Like the, the great things that, have come from my life have hundred percent been because God is doing a work through it. Yeah. So yeah. totally. Yeah. It's awesome to see where you're at now. And you know, it's funny because like we're kind of in a sort of way going through what you went through when you left the church, you know, and just it, 
gives me hope and stuff seeing you and where you're at and you know just right now we're in this weird spot in our lives you know and it's just kind of like we're figuring it out and it's just like one step at a time we're figuring out like okay lord like what's next with this okay we'll start the podcast (laughs) all right lord now what's next you know Mm -hmm. and then it's like we're we're checking out all these different churches we're trying to you know get ourselves a little involved and they're like wait back up we don't want to be involved in any churches you know and then we step back forward yeah, yeah we're we like step get back our feet forward. wet and step back yeah yeah and so it's just this really weird place that we're in right now and it's the same place that you were in and but now like you dove in you know, mm-hmm. you you dove in, you dove into sandals. Yep. And what is awesome, I think, with that, and that makes me really respect sandals, is just where you're at now. Yeah. And after hearing about these different leaders pouring into you and just loving on you, that's exactly what the church is supposed to do. That is. And they're raising you up and giving church. you your confidence back. Yep. And everything. It's like this is just this is like the best that I've seen you in. A long time, dude. So it's awesome. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a very real thing, that fear of diving back in. Um, even after I came on staff, I was very afraid mm-hmm. of yeah. letting people in. And not, not again, not because of hurt I had experienced from the outside. Right. But hurt I had allowed myself to manifest and, and control where I was at mentally and spiritually. So it's funny. We were filming this graduation ceremony um, and we were all done and, you know, we're eating lunch and I'm going to leave. And one of the youth network staff, she's an amazing woman. She hardworking, hardworking person, super creative. Um, she stops and we're just talking a little bit. She goes, you know, you were a little weird to me <laughs> before we went out to Tampa. We went to a conference out in Tampa, Florida in November. She's like, you were a little weird. <laughs> but then when we went out there, you totally opened up. And, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of things that go into that. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of fear and trepidation of, yeah, God, I know you've called me here, but can I trust people? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's easy to trust God, but it's hard to trust people. Yeah. Yep. Truth, man. Truth. Well, hey, man, um, last question for you is that how can uh, how can our listeners be praying for you? Um, really, I, I would just say be praying for the church as a whole. Not, mm-hmm. not just the church I'm at, but the church body across this country. Now we're stepping into these interesting dynamics where some yeah. churches are opening, some aren't. People mm-hmm. have really strong opinions one way or the other. So and true. these, these mm-hmm. pastors are trying to navigate it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they're trying to take in every consideration, but ultimately they're trying to listen to God. So they're trying to block out all yeah. of those voices. As right. much yeah. as they love their congregation, yes. as much as they love their church, it's God's church and they're yep. trying so hard to listen to what God is calling them to do. Yeah. yeah. So I think for me that that's a ripple effect to every ministry that we do at our church sure. It's just continued prayer for our leadership um, that, that they can continue to hear from God the way they have, and they can continue to make the calls that he's wanting them to make. Um, it's just, it's a really interesting time, whether you're a church of or a pastor of a church of 20,000 or a pastor of a church of 50, Right, you're having to make those same decisions, and you're wrestling with it the same way because it's it's people's physical and spiritual health you're wrestling with and trying yeah. to seek wisdom on. So that's that's where I think prayer needs to be going right now 
and beyond that, just our, our country as a whole, we're, we're smashed between two massive issues, yeah. you know, a health pandemic and a societal shift. Yeah. Um, and people are just trying to seek wisdom and, and find right. that love and find that common ground. So I think just praying for the church as a whole and making sure we're doing what God has called us to do. Yeah. It's huge. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I was that. reading this morning in Proverbs too, and it says, um, my son, if you receive my words, treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear and apply your heart to understanding, cry out for discernment, lift up your voice, seek her. And as I'm reading this, and I've just been on this Proverbs challenge right now for the next five years. And um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, like each the time. next five years, the last five years. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yes, yes, yes. Every time when I come across this on the second of the month and I come across this, I have it written down like each action that we have to take, seek, incline, apply, treasure, you know, and that's, that's just the encouragement that I just like to, uh, to leave each one of us with as we're in this situation and as we are crying out to God and, and, um, and Kyle, we just, we love you, man. We love your heart. We will be praying for you, be praying for your church, be praying for wisdom, uh, real quick, I know that our church, we're going to be doing like a lawn service um, and a couple of lawn services this month. What about you guys? We are still in the process of navigating what that looks like. So we have a great team of pastors working on that. We have a great team of safety safety team members who have all kinds of experience in these fields. You know, we've we've sought the wisdom of doctors and, and you know, just safety experts on mm-hmm. this. So we don't have a full like this is when we're launching, but there's a safety plan in place for when we do. So now we're just working out the nuts and bolts of what does that look like? When does that look like it? And then we'll go as soon as we really feel like God is saying it's time to go, we're going to go. So we're holding everything with an open hand right now. Yeah. Perfect place to be. Cool guys. Well, Kyle, we love you, brother. Anytime you want to come on, you're definitely welcome to. And remember, guys, in in the the midst midst of life storms, storms, we are always better together. together.